take your time and have a thirst for knowledge. Have a thirst for knowledge. Have a thirst for understanding of who you are. Because, like, it's crazy. Like, they, they say it that you're not going to be the same person at 18 and you are when you're 25. But like me being married at 18 and then me being at 25 and still being married and having another person look at me and tell me you're not the same. <laughs> like, oh no, dude, you don't realize that you're not the same. You're not going to be the same. So give yourself time. Give yourself the time that you need to grow, to experience, to become who you are. Because it, it doesn't, if you don't have to get married, if you don't, man, if you don't even know that it's the one, like if it's not your time, it's not your time. My time was early. Some people's time is early. Some people know, but if it's not your time, don't let it be your time. Don't rush it. Focus on you. Too often we don't focus on fixing and and healing ourselves, and then we get into something and broken people break people. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Journey to Fatherhood. I want to welcome you to another wonderful episode where we're going to be speaking with a wonderful guest. Now, before you go ahead, I just want to make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever platform you're following us. Your support really helps us become more discovered. The more you like, the more you share, the more you subscribe and follow, it allows this message to go out. So without further ado, I want you to listen to this conversation I had with Devante. It was an amazing and very well appropriate message for the time we're in, where we talk about Devonta being a man that got married at age of 18 and became a father at a very young age. We talk about different things from expectations, struggles, realities, dreams, and goals. So I want you to listen into this, and I really know it's going to be beneficial for you. So go ahead and listen. Take care. Enjoy. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wabwenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Devante, how would you describe yourself to the people that are listening or what would be your way of introducing yourself? So let's go, let's start here. So hi, my name is Devante Bennett Bay. Yeah. I am a 26-year-old husband and father. And honestly, I just started out kind of just simply just like that. That's, that's a, I won't say that's my entire makeup right now, but mm-hmm. that makes up the entire being of who I am at the moment. It, it, it encompasses, those two words will encompass everything. Eight years ago? Eight years ago. Um, yeah. Eight years ago that you did that. That was eight years ago. So you got married eight years ago at the age of 18. Talk to us about that. How was that? What? How did that come about? And yeah, what, what was behind all of that at the age of 18, getting married? Man, honest, honestly, it came down a lot to it. A lot of it came down to, I mean, I loved, not loved, I still love my wife. I loved, like, loved the hell out of that woman. It wasn't, when we, when we got together, it wasn't really a question of, 
will I marry this woman? It was more of a question of when am I going to marry this woman? Because I was like, we we had our, our relationship had been uh, we've been really good, really, really good friends. She's my best friend for a long time before she ended up becoming my girlfriend. Yeah. And before she got she got pregnant, and we got married and whatnot. But it, it honestly, it came down to to do not duty, but responsibility. Uh, I knew that basically I had got this girl pregnant and it was like at, at that time. So we had got together shortly before um, at, right after boot camp, I had came back to go see her and that's when she had got pregnant. <laughs> so it was like, huh? Okay. Mm. Before I had left the boot camp, I told myself, I'm going to marry this girl. And this is, this is me at 17. This is me. This is like I said, this girl is my best friend. She had let me, I had uh, been in and out of my house since I think I was 15 and a half, I was getting like kicked out, going in and out, uh, just running away. I had issues at home. So I would be, a lot of the times I would end up going to go stay with my best friend and I would stay at her house. Her family knew me, loved me. And like, it was, it was all love. So when we, we actually got together, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to marry you. That's of course, no doubt. I told, I told everyone before I left, I was like, this is the girl I'm going to marry. So when I came back, uh, we got married in December, so about six months after I turned 18. We got together when I was 17, right before I had left. Okay. When I got back uh, and found out that she was pregnant and she was telling me everything about it, it was just like, oh, like for me, it, it, I had already, I was already comfortable with the idea of being a father. I already, okay. I already dealt with it. I was like, oh, I might possibly be a father at a younger age, whatever, cool. I'm 18. I'm in the military now. I have things set up. Of course, this I can take care of my family now. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to stress, babe. Let's get married. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's go ahead. We're gonna knock it out. We're gonna get married now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get you the health care. We're gonna do everything. We're gonna make sure we're all completely taken care of, and we're gonna do this thing. That's that was that was my thoughts. I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to just. I'm I'm ready. Yeah. I, I literally assumed I was ready because I had money. I had a place to stay. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go I, ahead. Let's get let me, married. Let me hold you up. There. I don't I, regret it. I have zero regrets that I got married. So, yeah. I, 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 like, I like what you said there because at the time you thought um, you said something about you thought you were ready because you had the money sorted, right? And, of course, we know like we, we've talked about this in the past. It's more than just being financially ready for marriage. Like it's a lot of growth, a lot of maturity that comes from me understanding the other person. Now, at the age of 18, you're, you're basically still teens. You're basically on your teens. And I'm trying to understand. So let's, let us know. So 18, you've been married for eight years. And you have how many kids now? You have three kids, if I'm correct. Three kids now. You've got three kids now. So how has that journey been? Because I... When I think about it, after our last conversation, I was just thinking to myself, like, what was I doing at the age of 18? I was still in school. I think I was just about to start uni. I, to think that you were a husband at the age of 18. Talk to us about, because I'm sure the journey has been very interesting in terms of discovering preferences, how to deal with each other, relationship management skills and stuff like that. How was it at the beginning and how have you been working on it? Okay. So, oh, man. So... <laughs> The relationship at the very beginning. So our marriage has been our marriage is very, very unique. As that's 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 the word I'd use for it is unique. Because there's I've never going through my marriage is the only I, I couldn't have get the I wouldn't have become the, the man I am and I wouldn't have gained the experience I am without it. Because I've learned so much and like like even just from 
I've been able to observe other people's marriages and I haven't been able to compare, find one to compare to mine because yeah. our story and how everything happened is just so unique. So when we first got together, um, when we, when we, when we so when we first got married, I was still in um, the camp. You go to like uh, your school for wherever your job is. And you're typically gone for like three to six months. So we got married. She was pregnant um, for what? I think she was already pregnant for, I think, like three months when we got married. And then I was gone for another three, four months after we had just got married. I had to leave. We got, we got married. I was with her, stayed at the house uh, for, I think, 10 days or something like that. We were together. And then I had to fly across the country to go do more training for three months. So she got, she was stuck at home uh, in California. I was all the way across the country in like Florida or something like that. And I'm going to school. And basically she's at home with her mom. By the time when I had finally came home from school, I got stationed like something like 200 miles away from home uh, in the state. It was, a, it was in Arizona, just like right next to California, but where she lived somewhere sort of in like the middle of the state. And I was at the border of Arizona. So for the first year of our marriage, she did not move in. We had some issues, uh, some early on issues in our marriage that had started because we got, got married so young. And this is, this is the only regret, not even regret that we have, but like the only thing that we learned was we had infidelity in our marriage young, early on, because we got married early on. So it wasn't, it wasn't too like, not too surprising. It's really not surprising at all. The more and more I think about it, because I'm just like, man, we were young, we were dumb, we were doing things worse, but we didn't know what we were doing. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We thought we were ready, but we didn't really know. Working 200 miles away from home, yeah. uh, I was driving every weekend to go see her and my son. Right. So I was driving 200 miles, and we did this for like a good like year and a half. Um, that first year and a half was like really, it was hard. It was hard. We did. We were separated. Yeah. We were dealing with premarital issues we were dealing with new issues of having married we were dealing with uh at the time i felt like one of the one of the biggest things that was leading me into depression was the fact that they were 200 miles away i felt like um, a weekend dad mm. i like dude i i remember feeling like a weekend father i was like i would come over there and i would, I would have a connection with my son but i was like i only see you on weekends like i was always scared that he was gonna forget me i was scared that he wasn't gonna know who i was it was just it was it was it was a pain in the ass. And I couldn't get her to move in at that time because of just the depression and whatnot. She had never moved away from home. We were going to move 200 miles away. And it was just like, she didn't want to be alone with me, no support system. It, it was it was a lot. And it was like, okay, yeah. you know, looking back now as a, as, as a grown man, I'm like, okay, I understand these things. But as an 18-year-old, it just flung me into more depression. And I was like, okay, so my wife's not coming to stay with me. I can't see my kid. I hate my work. <laughs> like, Coming home, I would talk to my wife in the morning and I would fall asleep and I would sleep until I wake up to go to work again the next day. I was so depressed. I just wouldn't do anything. And it was, was like that for it was like months. This is at the early stages of our marriage. This is we done been married. We're not even married a year yet. And we're dealing with this. Like we barely made it through our first year. We were talking about getting a divorce, getting an annulment. We were like, we don't know we were supposed to do this. It was, it was bad. Barely made it through our first year decided we're going to keep going because I basically it was like I grew up like like you said all of our, my, my, my mom she didn't get married young but she, my, mom, my mom had me young uh she got married I think at like 22 or not 22 maybe what like 23 24 something like that 
My oh. grandparents got married young. So it was like, I've always seen marriage. I just never saw how hard it was. But mm-hmm. I've never seen divorce either. I, I all my, my parents worked through it. My grandparents worked through it. So it was always like, all right, I'm not getting a divorce. Uh, like the first, honestly, the first two years. Because after the first year, uh, I got deployed for six months. I got deployed for six months, came back. And it wasn't a whole new marriage but we came back and we were closer because, you know, we, I had never been away for that really long. She was worried about yeah. me. We, we, we came back and we were closer, but still, we still had a lot of issues. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of like, just a lot of like trust issues, commitment issues, family issues that we didn't work through already. I know there's no set time to get married or set time that you, this is the age that you should get married. But in terms of advising young people now, of course, would you still advise people at the age of 18 to get married? No, I would only advise certain people because it all depends on your mindset. Mm. It, it literally all depends on your mindset. If you, one, one thing I knew about marriage going in, even at 18, was it was hard. I knew it was hard. Absolutely. I knew it was going to be freaking work. I just didn't know how much work it was going to be. I just knew it was going to be a lot of work. So it's like, if you understand that and you're prepared to do all the work and you're prepared to really to understand well, one of the biggest things that I had to learn in my marriage is that it's not her. <laughs> 90% of the problems that were caused were not, I don't get me wrong. She played her part. She always played her part, but I can't be like, Oh yeah, it's you. It's your fault. You got to fix this. Every single time I was like, man, you have to fix it. And that was coming from my immature victimizing young self or whatever. It, it was a problem. It, 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 I started realizing that it had to be, I have to fix it. No, I have to fix whatever it is that's in me before I can worry about whatever it is in you. And that's that's the only thing that comes with maturity. And so if you're not mature enough to yet to fully see that you play a part, then that's it. That's 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 the only reason why I would say don't get married. Outside of that, if you can if you can because every everybody's marriage is different. Everybody in my honest opinion, I feel like if you don't, I always grew up with the knowing or with, with the saying, you have to go through hell to get to heaven. So at some point, <laughs> at, at some point in your marriage, you, you're going to go through hell. Like you have to, it's, you have to, because that's how you, you start to meet the real people. You, you meet your real self and other people in hell. That's when you'll start to see what you're really made out of when you're going through hell. You're going through it. You're going to find out who's there for you, who's yeah not there for you, how, how much you're good for yourself. It's like that in marriage. In marriage, you find out, but in marriage, you, you don't get to be like, all right, you're not there for me. No, when you're in marriage, you have to be ready to understand that the other person's gonna go through hell. Yeah, and you gotta stick with them. That Me and my wife have been talking about it a lot recently because we, we feel like the infidelities that we went through when we were younger, we went through them to talk about it now to help other people because we're seeing that a lot of people go are going through infidelity. It's like one of the most common things in marriage. And it's like, that's because we don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know anything. We don't know what the purposes of sex. We don't know what the purposes of intimate. We don't know the purposes because we, we just look at the outer things of, of what society has showed us about marriage. That everything shows you, everybody shows you the pretty side. You get to see all the good stuff, but it's like, really? No, are you, are you really with it down to, to stick it out? One thing you said that was very interesting is that earlier on, you talked about how you, you and your wife started off as friends. You were very good friends before you started dating. And then whilst you were dating, you then felt that, yes, she's the one I want to marry. 
And I, I definitely would see her becoming a wife and a mother to my kids. Now, let's talk about this because I feel that in the midst of the pandemic or the aftermath of the pandemic, we've had a lot of people online dating, you know, just start things because out of sheer loneliness or whatever it may be, where it's like, okay, I need to be get with someone. I need to be with someone. I need to get in a relationship. I need to get married because it looks nice. The Instagram pictures look nice. The videos I'm seeing look nice. So I just want to be that. And I want us to really get, I want us to talk about this idea of, because I feel that some people are so lost in the idea of marriage as opposed to commitment in marriage. So talk us through like the area of relationship in terms of friendship, progressing to dating, because that, those are steps people I think sometimes miss. Friendship, dating, marriage, or prior to marriage, being serious and ready for the commitment, then marriage. What was that like? And what would you, what do you have to say about that? Man, I think that's a, uh... That's the key. That's one of the biggest keys right there is, is those two words, friendship and commitment. Mm. Like you, the, 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 the base, the reason why my marriage, I feel like really got through everything that it got through was because our foundation was friendship before, before everything else like that. She, my wife has seen me been, be with other girls. She's seen me depressed. I've seen her be with other other dudes or whatever we've literally like we've, we've we've seen each other hurt we've seen each other sad we've seen each other happy we, we had a real a real good foundation mm. of friendship that was built and then on top of that foundation we had a foundation of god we both were heavy in the church we both when we first started getting together we were just reading we were studying a lot about going to church together doing all that stuff like we were we our foundation was very tight and that's that's like i feel like that's the key thing right there is having that that a real good friendship foundation. And then of course having God on it. And then after that, after you have those two things, then you have to slap commitment to it. And then you have, you have like a nice tight, honestly, honestly, you put it like that, you have a nice little, a nice little sandwich. You have, you put yeah. friendship, friendship right there on the bottom. You put your glue right there in the middle and the commitment. And then that's, you stick it all together. And literally that's, that's how you'll, you'll keep it because you need, you, you have to be friends. When things get hard and you don't have like, one of the things that my wife used to say that I, I didn't forget was she would be like, you're the only human contact, the only adult interaction I get throughout the day. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you don't. I'm the only adult interaction you get. You don't work. Duh. But then it was interaction I get, I get it. We have to be friends. We have to be friends. Because if I come home and you can't, we can't talk about nothing. We can't sit down and just BS for an hour then there's a problem. We can't, it's not going to last long because what happens on those days where you don't want to mess around? What happens on those days where we can't be intimate? What happens on those days where you can't do all the fun things that you want to do? You, you still have to be able to have a friendship. You have to, because if you, if you can't, if your wife isn't your, if your spouse isn't your friend, it's, it's miserable. It's, it's like, it's just, it's not, it's not. Fun. And we've, we've had that. We've had, points in time where it's like we ain't even friends right now like <laughs> we we so on edge right now she don't like me we're not friends right now where it's and it's like it's lonely it's like i i wouldn't want to imagine going through that to marry someone that you're not you're not friends with you don't have a good friendship with because you don't know somebody until you 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 will find out the funniest thing to me is always when people get married and they're like oh my god she does this this that and the third and i'm like <laughs> I'm looking at them. I, I have like six friends and I'm like, 
but she does it because you do this, that, and the third. And they're like, oh, no, I don't, da, 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 but she did it first. But I'm like, no, nah, bro, you don't, what you're missing is that your wife is your reflection. She's your literal reflection. Ooh. Like y'all, y'all done got married. She's now your reflection. So if you can't be friends with your reflection, that's probably because you're doing something wrong or y'all shouldn't have been together in the first place. How was that like being a dad at the age of 18? I feel, I, you at the age of 18 or 19, you had your child, your first son. Like 18. Yeah, he was eight. I was 18. I was, he turned, he was born two months before I turned 19. So yeah, 18. So how was that like? Because not only are you a husband now, you're also a father in the same more or less year of your marriage. So how was that? And how did you deal with that? Man, that it was hard. It was it was hard. And it was hard because of commitment, honestly, because of the word commitment. It was hard. I had I had so many commitments at that time. It was like it was like, dude, I can't even I'm, I'm fully committed. I want to be fully committed to my family. Yeah. But I'm 200 miles away and I'm under contract. So I can't be fully committed to my family. I got to be fully committed to this job that I don't care about, that doesn't care about me. I got to be fully committed to now driving 200 miles to go see my family. It was like, it was, it was hard. It was literally dealing with, I felt like, man, like now looking back at it, I felt like my commitments were like beating my ass. <laughs> we're like trying to just literally physically kick my butt. Yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what it was. I was like, I was overcommitted. And it like, it didn't even, it didn't feel like I was overcommitted, but it was like, I was. Something had to, in the military, one of the things that I know, like, it's like the most common thing is divorce. Divorce is so damn common in the military, it's not even funny. And it's literally because of that overcommitment thing. You, you have to either be committed to the job or you have to be committed to your family because they both require so much damn like you, you, if, if you commit to both of them, then you might as well just forget about committing to yourself at that point. Cause you're not going to have, you're not going to have time. You're going to be running around. Yeah. And so like at 18, it was just like, it, it was, it was depressing. And that, that was, that was the part. It was, it wasn't like, it was literally building my strength. It was working those muscles, but it was, it sucked. It sucked in the moment. It really sucked in the moment because it was just like I couldn't see the bigger picture. I couldn't see eight years from now. I, I couldn't envision where I am, where I am now to 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 get or what it would take to get here. But like in the moment, it was just like literally like I'm overcommitted. I wanted to do, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to spend time with my wife. I wanted to spend time with my son. I wanted to be a good Marine. I wanted to be good on my job. I wanted to know my stuff. But it was just like I don't have time i don't have energy and then it would it would turn into days would be like well if i if i'm so overcommitted and overwhelmed i'm not gonna do anything <laughs> and it's like that's that doesn't work either so like it, it was it was hard it was just it was really hard and it wasn't even like it was just it was mentally hard and that was that was the yeah. biggest thing it was mentally hard it was something that i had to mentally start changing i had to literally i had to grow and that's that's why I feel like it's so it's, it's so important being committed because yeah you 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 have to like you literally have to, at that point at eight, 18 I think was really one of the that was one of the first times where I really sat down I was like all right I I I've now made these decisions I'm now committed to this I have to step up like there's no there's no going back I have to step up 
and it, it's it's like yeah it's 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 really it's hard like there's 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 not a, another really good word for it. it's difficult it is a process but it's one of those processes that if you go through it you will you will get to the other side there i wrote a, a verse for because me and my wife we do music now we do music together which is awesome so we had we, we did this song it's called positive energy and um i had wrote this this line and it goes basically higher resistance leads to higher power and i remember learning about that in like electrical theory and like just you know basic literally basic like science and whatnot the more resistance you have it's because you have a you it, it's a greater power source you need it, you need more resistance or more power to get through the resistance yeah. so if you have higher resistance you're you, you have one or two two options either you're gonna let the resistance stop you or you're gonna raise your energy raise your levels and you're gonna push through and that's literally what it what marriage continues to do marriage gives you resistance it puts resistance right in your face mm. and it's like all right either you overcome these obstacles and you push through and you're going to get better or you, you, you just stay there, get stagnant. I, 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 like, I like the the, yeah. the the fact of that because it's, it's so poignant and this time that we're in because it's easy for people to say, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. But the question is, I like, I like one quote I heard one time. I can't remember who quoted it. Commitment is doing what you said you would do long after the mood you said it in has gone past. But when I it's heard gone. that... <laughs> When I heard that, like, for the listeners, if you're listening right now, I'll say that again. Commitment is doing what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has gone. And it's like, when you think about that, it means that before you make a commitment, be ready to do it, even when you don't feel like it. Because that's exactly what it is. And for you, I'm really interested in, like, the next facet of the conversation is, the young the being a young father a teenage father let's put it that way because you were still 18 19 a teenage father and now the father of two more kids now a total of three how did that because when you think about in your first year most people in the first year of marriage of course maybe they may have a baby in the first year but sometimes they take the time to kind of get to know each other spend more quality time husband and wife the husbandry and all of that relationship but not only were you working so over 200 miles away um you're also not even able to build that because of tensions that would happen in the house and not liking your job how did that affect fatherhood with your child or did it affect that or how did you really work that through because we see that a lot in young people that get married that still trying to figure their life out and have so much to trying to sort out how did you both deal with that honestly uh, my my son, I have to say, my oldest son. Although for like the first year and some change, we weren't really like like physically like it's it's. I want to say it was like the catalyst to my change. It's like the real the the biggest catalyst to my change because what I started realizing. Uh, early in especially at being a teenage father was that I didn't have the answers like I thought I did like I thought I had a lot more answers than I did and I realized like no I really don't have a lot of these answers I know I can solve problems and I'm good but I don't have these answers so my my thing was always I don't want to ruin my kids like I, I was just like I don't want to ruin my son I don't want him I don't want them to grow up thinking being 
forced to think a certain way or thinking that this is this is thinking that I have all the answers, thinking that I know everything. Like I don't want him to think that, hey, dad, dad, you know everything. Dad, you gotta know everything. No, I want him to always think like, son, I'm on this, I'm on, I'm on a journey too. You're you're my son, but I'm on a journey with you. Like we're both, we're gonna learn, we're learning life together. Mm-hmm. Because because it was it was always like if if I tell you, I don't want to screw you up. I don't want you to get there and think I have a lot of I, I always knew I had a lot of my own issues, my own personal things that I still had to work out. And it was like being that I'm a teenage father. That was one of them. I was like, I, I had, I, I became a teenage father. So I was like, okay, this is, this is already right here. This is one of these mistakes that you need to avoid because you don't need to get down this road and go through all this crap I'm about to go through. So it was always like, okay, if I'm going to go through, that's literally how I always looked at it. I, whatever I'm going to go through, I need to be the best example for my son. And I need to, make sure that I overcome it so that he can do it. And so that's when it, it started. It like, it, it drove me. It, it literally drove me. Cause it was like, okay, I gotta be a better. It, it was literally, I gotta be a better Marine. Cause I, first off, you're my son. You gotta be proud of me. I gotta make sure you're proud of me. You gotta know daddy's a dope daddy. Daddy's out here killing it. Daddy's doing this thing. And then it was like, all right, I gotta be a really good husband because you need to know how to treat women. You can't, you can't, you can't have disrespect when growing up. You're not going to grow up disrespect women. We're not going to have that. So that means that I have to make sure I'm not showing you <laughs> anything wrong. So I got to get all my stuff. And it was just like, it, it was just, it, it was little bits of that. A lot, a lot of that, a, a lot of, I would look at him and I would see his, how pure he was and how much, how, how innocent he was and how much he just loved the world. And being 18, I was still young. So I was like, man, like it, it, it kind of felt like, yeah, it, it was like, you know, I, I missed that. I, I, almost in a sense, it was like, I missed that. I missed having that purity. I've seen so much crap in this world at 18, up to being 18. I've seen so much. I, I feel like I'm a grown ass man. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't feel like I had too much guidance. So it was always like, I, I need, I, I have to do better. If, if I don't do better, you're going to follow the same mistakes. And that was, that was like, like growing up, that was always my thing. I don't want anyone, I've never wanted anyone to deal with any of the stuff that I ever dealt with. Because I deal, I don't just, just a lot of crap. So it was like, you're my son, you can't do this. So whatever it is that I'm going to do or whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. Like, honestly, he, he was my first, like the most serious commitment. Because it was just like, like when he was born, I just knew it, it was like, there's no, you're with me for 18 years. Me and your mom might not stay together, but that doesn't that doesn't shirk my responsibilities to you. That doesn't shirk anything. I'm still responsible for you. You're still my kid. You're still everything. Like, and that's that's just that. So it was like I had to, like, it was like, all right, I'm committed. Whatever, whatever it is. That means like even even to this day, honestly, a lot of the stuff that I do is just based off of my commitment to, to my family. And it's because like they of how much they mean to me, how much I've, I've realized that they mean to me and how much I want to, I want to be able to give back to them and serve them and do. Okay. I, li- I like the fact that you brought that up because it's one of those things where sometimes like we all know that idea of the sins of the fathers, you know, what we sometimes repeat the very things we're running away from. And I think for me, it's the, 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 the true message here is the commitment issue, the commitment area. Like, Commitment is so, so powerful. The area of commitment, I think, isn't addressed enough when it comes to relationship buildings and families and husbands and wives. And because I want us to dig a bit more into the fatherhood element of it, let's talk about what was your relationship like with your father growing up? 
And how has that influenced your current relationship with your kids? So my dad, my biological dad was uncommitted. <laughs> he, he, he is a very, uh, I love him, but he's a very uncommitted man. Like he's just, he, he has, and it, it's crazy because like I can see it now as an adult that these are the issues and the areas that he had trouble with and why, he's, why he dealt with whatever issues he dealt with. And it's literally because of commitment. He, uh, he, he, so he was always like in and out of my life. He would literally come in. I think the first time he like left when I was maybe one or two, something like that. And then I think I talked to him when I was like six. And then the next time I remember like really talking to him, I was 16. And so even, even to this day, like he'll, we talk on, I haven't talked to him, I think in like two and a half months or something like that, because I don't even know why he just, he ain't been picking up his phone, ain't been calling me, whatever it is. He, he's uncommitted. And so I had, I had that view from my, um, my biological father. And then I had my, uh, stepfather who was very committed. That man, yeah, that he, he worked a full-time job. Uh, he, he was, he, he's been, he's literally been working since he came into my family and started helping take care of me and my mom. So he, he's been working the whole entire time. He's been taking care of us. He was always committed. He uh, he took me when it came to sports. Uh, he was very involved with my sports. He was very, I remember um, the first, I think it was like the only year that like I ever made it to like championship or something like that for baseball when we were young was him. He was coaching us. He was coaching us and doing a full-time job. Yeah, dude. And so like, like I learned, I, I learned a lot of commitment from him. And that's like, that, that's honestly the saving grace is because I learned commitment from him because like I didn't have like if it wasn't for him and how involved he was I've been working on a book about engaged fatherhood and like the more and more I've been thinking about it and writing it uh the more and more I've been seeing that how much of an impact his involvement really was because he's the one who showed me what it meant to be committed to somebody he, he was the one who he, he literally like it was like he wasn't, he wasn't perfect by any means. And he didn't do, he didn't always have the answers either. He wasn't always there. And that's, you know, that's everybody, it's every father. That's, that's, there's no one that's going to have that, but he, what he did do, he never gave up on me. He, he always was willing to go the extra mile to do something for me or to make sure that I was okay or whatever it was. And that like, like looking back, especially now being an adult, being able to see that, like it's his commitment level like, like you were saying, commitment is not talked about enough. And honestly, it's, it's, it's like, it, it's the biggest thing. Like how committed are you? Cause that's going to decide to what you're going to do. That's, that's going to decide to whether or not you're going to get up, you're going to, you're going to go be there for that person or whatever it is. Like, especially in fatherhood, like, like when you really commit yourself as a father, like when you, and that, that's, that's, that's like the greatest joy about it is when you really buckle down and commit yourself as a father, you start to see that you, you change. Like I've, I've seen me, me and my dad or my stepdads, you know, even me and my regular dad, my biological dad, even his relationship, our relationship has changed and developed more and grown more as we've kind of committed more to each other and committed more to the relationship. That's it. Commitment. Uh, and this is, this is, this is. The... Oh, you muted yourself. Sorry. This is. Uh, so this wait, wait, is very you, powerful. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Excellent. The, the, what I really wanted to know now is because a lot of people listening to this are either fathers or 
husbands expecting or maybe young people that are really interested are really passionate and look at um, aspiring fathers aspiring husbands i wanted you to kind of give yours as we as we come to bring this together now what is your what does fatherhood mean to you and what do people need to be aware of when thinking about it or going towards fatherhood so fatherhood to me is i think i said this last time it's like a it's, it's akin to so i think i don't know i it's sad. I should know more about it. I need to go back and, and do some more reading about it. But uh, I think it, I believe in the Bible it talks about the priesthood of Melchizedek uh, and what that what that is essentially being a royal priesthood and how how all everything that goes into that. I find fatherhood akin to that. I literally find fatherhood to be a it's a royal priesthood, especially if you do it right. It's it's something that that mm. you can it can be a tool to elevate you to elevate your kids it's, it can be a tool to change the world if if honestly used correctly and it's like like the power of fatherhood to just make changes every every man knows i mean i'm pretty sure men knows for the most part once you have a kid shit changes shit just just automatically at the very least you're gonna go into a fight or flight protective mode like yo bro you ain't touching my kid i'm gonna do whatever it is that's that's what you're gonna you're gonna turn into that the, your hormones everything starts changing and it literally starts the longer i felt the longer you're a father you you have two options either you're going to change and grow yeah. or you're not those are your two options because your your kids are your child that's what they are that's what they're they're literally here to force you to grow you cannot be a child raising a child because if you are you're going to get into it that's that's why we have so many so much toxicity between our parents and our our kids now between two generations now because you have adults that didn't actually grow up they're just children in adult bodies and it's like and they have children and so either you so you got children arguing with children but i'm just a bigger child than you so <laughs> he said you got children arguing with children come on and that's that's literally how man dude i i remember like like me and my wife will talk about it now like because we laugh like my, my mom uh called me or has has called me her younger brother several times like she'll be like you're you're like you're like a younger brother because she had me so young and i have yeah. i look at my oldest son and i'm just like man my mom is right you're like a younger brother to me like i'm like you're 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 because I'm, I'm conscious like I was like I was when I when you were when he was born I was conscious that I was still a child I was still a child doing but I was becoming a man but it's like when you start when you start looking at that it's like man I'm a child you're you're still a child if, if I don't become a man then all these like me and my son we'll, we'll, we'll get into arguments today I'll be like I'll look at him I'm like I'm clearly getting on your nerves. Like <laughs> I'm clearly getting on your nerves. Like I'm as if I'm your yeah. older brother right now. But we have to go at this right now. It's like uh, we I, I still have my childhood moments, of course, too. And like I look at it, but I'm just like, we're we're literally we're you're you're like me. You're you haven't matured yet, you haven't gone through or grown up past this yet. You're doing the same thing that you see me doing, and I'm getting mad at you doing it. So I'm like, we're just two children arguing, going back and forth right now. I'm like, oh, you're learning from man. me. I can't. I can't be mad at you. So I just, I look at how many, like, how, how, how often that is. And literally it's like, it, you, you have two options. You, you choose to either, I'm going to stay in this childish path. I'm going to keep acting like a child and go, and I'm going to blame my child and do whatever it is. Or I'm going to realize that I'm the adult. 
I have to grow up. I have to step up. I have to, I think it was Einstein who said no problem can be solved at the same co- level of consciousness it was at. So it's like, I have to grow. Yeah, I ain't got no other choice. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to the higher level. That's I have it. to go. It's, it, if you don't go, then it's like, all right, then don't go and you're gonna watch your kids. You're gonna stay at the same level or what's gonna happen is this is, this is always the fun one. Your kids are gonna surpass you. And when your kids surpass you, and they're still kids and they're looking at you like you're you're no longer at my my level <laughs> they, they start thinking that they 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 hot stuff they can do it they they don't need you they can do whatever you want and then you got trouble and then you got trouble and it's like you don't you don't either you keep on racing to stay ahead to stay like one of the things i always told myself my kids there's never going to be a point where they get older and they think that they can beat me up ever don't think about it you're gonna be seeing daddy daddy gonna be 45 and i'll be in there with with 60 pound weights ripped looking punching the bag you go think twice before you come step to me thinking you a grown man like don't you, you think dare. right don't you don't you do it don't you do it and it's like it's like i just got it like hey just just so that you know like you you gotta stay so, so you know you you don't mess with your dad but you also don't go mess with anybody else in the world. You know that there's 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 other people better. There's there's still other people out there. Yeah, respect exactly. Keep it, have it. And it's like you you I can't. One thing that I always knew growing up was, or especially when I was like when I would do um, like manage people in music. One thing that I learned from managing people in music was I, I cannot expect you to do something that I'm not gonna do. One of the biggest things that I used to hate when we would go to the studio was my artists would not memorize their verse. They would go in and they wouldn't memorize their stuff and we'd be taking 30 takes. And I was like, just like, cause you didn't memorize it. But then I would go in the studio and I wouldn't have my stuff memorized. And I'm looking like, man, I'm, I look like a hypocrite. If I tell you, you need to step it up. And I'm still, you're looking at my stuff like, but you're not doing nothing. You're not. Why would I? You're telling me what to do. And I used to, I used to hate that with my parents used to stuff. My parents used to be like, eat your vegetables. And I'm looking at their, their plate like, you got french fries. Yeah. Yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What you mean? You need it more than I do. They'll put that in your face. You need it more than I do. You're still growing. I don't need this. <laughs> no, Look but like, honestly, I think I think it's so important because I, I, I think we were talking about it today in a church. Um during the service, Pastor said something about um, you know how people say kids don't do what you say, they do what you do. And it's so powerful and so important. And I know it's like a very common phrase where people say, you know, people don't do what you say, they do what you do. But we need to remember how important it is, even as, as fathers, as, as men in general, in terms of when we talk about, like, I've had to take some time to this. Um, the last few episodes, conversations, I've always talked about men being open about what they're going through. Like, it's one thing to say it, but when people see you actually doing it, it gives them room to do it. And it's so powerful. And right. I think right. It's 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 so it's so important. And this we we talked a lot. We've messaged, we've talked, and we had a long conversation last time. And one thing I really want you to as we as we're as we're bringing this to a close, what would I, I just I know we talked about advice to young people that are interested in marriage or father, young fathers. If you could wrap it up, your eight years of experience, give us three lessons that you've learned mm. to young people that are interested in um, aspiring to early marriage as young people or people that 
existing fathers that may not be young, but maybe just, you know, elderly fathers, what would you give an advice? So you can make that three different people for three different advice. First of all, for those that are single and not even uh, that are interested in being fathers and not even in their journey, just young men. Second, you could be the second advice could be to people that are young fathers or young aspiring fathers or young aspiring husbands. And the third is just for those that are already married, existing fathers. You can make a one point, but I just wanted one that could address each of those um, audience. Okay. No, I got I got three for that. I'm, I'm going to start. So I'll start with with for those that are already married. So for those that are already married, my my biggest thing would be just literally to stay to stay married. It's the, the phrase is always it's cheaper to keep her. But people don't really understand the depth to that phrase. It's cheaper on your emotions. It's cheaper on your body. It's cheaper on your it, it's, it's cheaper on everything, because honestly, it's it's. Like I, like I said earlier, it, the resistance, if it's worth it and you're getting resistance, then that's a good thing. That means that there's something powerful in it. We don't, we, we all, especially when we get married too many, too often we get into it and we look to be happy ourselves. We look for our own happiness. We look for our own, our, for our literally our own satisfaction. And we forget that one of the biggest and greatest joys of this world is giving satisfaction and happiness to other people. Is being their source of it. And so when you start to look at your marriage like that, like I look at my marriage now as not what is my wife doing to make me happy? I look at it literally as what have I done today to make, put a smile on her face? What have I done today to show her that I'm committed to show her that I love her? Because life, life, one, life is too short. And everyone is experiencing that these days. We all are starting to realize life is too short. But two, life is too short. If you marry the person, then obviously there was something there at one point. Find it, rekindle it. Fires go out and they can get rekindled again. You just got to put in the work. So make sure you put in the work. For young aspiring fathers and aspiring parents, my biggest thing, or aspiring husbands, would be to understand that everybody's human. Everybody is freaking human and you are going to make, they're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Understand their mistakes their mistakes stop taking everything so damn personal like literally don't take it personal because if you take it personal as a personal attack that's when you that's when you get hurt when you take it as they're personally trying to hurt me you get people get hurt that's what happens people get you 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 love is a is a battlefield so if you're going to enter into it be prepared to get hurt but be prepared to get hurt and get over it not show any hard feelings about it. Be sad, but push through. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's for. It's not like, man, marriage and fatherhood is not all fun and games. The most joyous things about it come from pain. If you don't have pain, then you 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 won't get to see the brighter side. It's like, you won't. Because you won't have ever gone through anything. You won't have ever seen <laughs> nothing. And then for those who, for just young men in general, and yeah. young, hey, young, yeah, take your time, take your, take your time and have a thirst for knowledge, have a thirst for knowledge, have a thirst for understanding of who you are, like, because like, it's crazy. Like they, they say it, that you're not going to be the same person at 18 and you are when you're 25, but like me being married at 18 and then me being at 25 and still being married 
and having another person look at me and tell me you're not the same. <laughs> like, oh, no, dude, you don't realize that you're not the same. You're not going to be the same. So give yourself time. Give yourself the time that you need to grow, to experience, to become who you are. Because it, it doesn't, if you don't have to get married, if you don't, man, if you don't even know that it's the one, like, if it's not your time, it's not your time. My time was early. Some people's time is early. Some people know. But if it's not your time, don't let it be your time. Don't rush it. Focus on you. Too often we don't focus on fixing and, and healing ourselves. And then we get into something and broken people break people. It's just that simple. Broken people break people. And it's a lot harder to, it can be done. Like don't, don't get it twisted. It can be done. Broken people can heal people. You can heal together, all that. But it is a lot more difficult when you get into something broken. Fix yourself. Make sure you make sure you get into it healed because then you can you ain't got to suffer. I think I think I think that's such a, a great place to to wrap it up because I like I like what you said. Broken people break people because I used to tell my um, my mentees hurt people hurt people because unless you fix yourself, like you you think about someone that's all, all of a sudden in the day you see them they're just so sad and so angry and just angry at you. There must have been something. And it's so important. We keep saying it on the podcast every single time to the men listening. And even to if you're not a man listening, but just think in general, the idea of growth means that something, whatever is killing it needs to be put away and you need to go to the root of things. That's why you cut away the weed around the plant to allow it to grow, because the weed will keep covering it, will keep killing it. And sometimes you don't even see the weed underneath till it comes up and it's too late. Exactly. Exactly. And that's Man, that's literally it right there. You don't see it until it's too late. For those that are just coming to find out about Devante, how can they get in touch? I know you've got Instagram. I want you to tell us more about how can they get in touch with you and what is it that you can offer them in terms of when they do get in touch, what could people reach out to you for or collaborate oh, and man. all sorts of stuff? So for right, for right, or not for right now, for uh to reach out to me, get in touch with me, please hit me up on Instagram. Uh, right now, that is like the best thing. It's at they call me Papa Bennett. We're working on getting our website and everything going. But that that they call me Papa Bennett and the Bennett Gang. Those are where you're gonna find me at. Please come check us out because we right now we're we're really starting to get dig into our marriage advice, starting to be more open with our marriage. What we've gone through, uh, we come through. We talk about fatherhood. We talk about parenthood. We talk about motivation. We're talking about knowledge, self knowledge, law, everything. Because like like I said, it's <laughs> to be a good husband and a good father to just to be a good person. That's, that's what, that's where the, we want the world to be. My, my, my goal and my wife's goal is to make better parents, to make better husbands and wives, and then to eventually make better children, which is going to make better world, make the world better. Cause that's, it's, it's all a growing experience. So please come check us out. Come get some, uh, some healthy tips from healthy marriage. And we, we just talked about that day. Stop taking toxic marriage advice. Come get some good marriage advice. <laughs> Stop talking to like toxic that. friends. <laughs> no, but that, I'm definitely going to put that in the description. And, you know, I follow yourself and your wife. And it's one of those things where, again, at they call me Papa Bennett, at they call me, and then at they call me Mama Bennett. And you got the <laughs> Bennett gang. So it's like, I, I love the transparency you guys have. But guys, listen, don't take my word for it. Follow them on Instagram. So you can find out more. And you said you guys will be gonna, are going to be launching a, a website soon. Yep, very soon. So definitely stay connected with them so you know one that comes out. But we're going to be eventually what we're going to try and do eventually. We're going to try and push towards having a live session where we have people bring in live in the Q&A. I think it's going to be interesting to see a lot of the questions that come in. 
And if you do have any questions or any interest in any areas that you want to speak to, um, at they call me Papa Bennett or Devante, aka Devante, send across to us at the journey to fatherhood at gmail.com. See, I got my words twisted. <laughs> the journey to fatherhood at gmail.com or just message us on Instagram at journey to fatherhood. Again, it's you know, it's always amazing speaking to you, brother. It's like it's it's refreshing talking to you because I'm we're, we're around the same age, 25, 26. And it's just amazing all that you've accomplished so far and the growth that you keep on representing. And it's amazing to just be able to have this friendship and learning from you and your wife and just seeing your growth together. It's really something special. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, anytime. I greatly appreciate you having me here. Like, like I told you last time, this is this is I I love this. I love that you have this. I love this. Like this is this is just this is this is powerful. I love it. No, I really appreciate it. I know it's what, let me guess, it's what eight o'clock now in your area where you Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, it's like 730. Yep, 737. Oh yeah, wow. I, 737. I really appreciate you staying and waking up this morning to do this. And oh man, of course. It means a lot. But I'll definitely stay in touch. And guys, one more time. Follow him on Instagram at they call me Papa Bennett and follow the wife at they call me Mama Bennett. Listen, you're going to see a lot of content. I'm seeing, I'm loving the content and the conversations you're having on that platform on Instagram. It's amazing. And yeah, we're going to talk you. later, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh man, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Take care, then. Have a good yeah, one. Man. Thank you. And guys, that's it. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. I really want to hear your questions because Devonta and I, we had a lot of time just thinking about what kind of information would be great for you. So if you enjoy this episode, please make sure you like, share and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening, please make sure you follow us on Spotify. Hit the follow button. Make sure that you've got a notification alert so that you're alerted every week. Once again, your support means everything. Because the more you like, the more you download, with every download, with every follow, it causes our podcast to be more discoverable so that the message can go out to the right people and more people. If you want to get connected, get connected with us on Twitter at J2Fatherhood. Instagram, follow us at Journey to Fatherhood. Alternatively, you can just join our page on Facebook, which is Journey to Fatherhood Podcast. We're really working on bringing out some more great content. Make sure you tune in next week for another amazing conversation. Next week, we have Michael. We have Mike Omoniyi. He's going to be talking about some amazing tips on singleness, appreciating that time, leadership, and so much more. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Take care.